Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in this day. A day to magnify him, to glorify him, to exalt his name. Oh, a day to just give him thanks and praise for all that he has done and for all that he's going to do. God has been so good to me and to you. When I sit back and think about his abundance of blessings over my life, all I can do is says, thank you, thank you. The fact that I slept in a bed last night, woke up and able to do for myself, that alone is worth saying thank you. The fact that God gave his only begotten son and his son gave his life that we may have eternal life is enough to say thank you. More than enough to say thank you. Because when I think about God's grace, it was God's riches at Christ's expense. Jesus had to die in our stead. So when I think about the fact that Jesus Christ has redeemed me and so many others. It just makes you just joyous in your soul and happy to give him praise and thanksgiving. I'm going to be opening up uh, reading Psalm 75 and it reads as follows. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks for that thy name is near. Thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it. I said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly, and to the wicked lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof 
all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off. But the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. So we just thank God for that particular passage of scripture. And that scripture relates to uh, the children of uh, Israel when they were in exile. And it, it, it alludes to and, and it praises God for preserving them. In other words, they were giving thanks to God for preserving them during exile. And this psalm also referenced the word horn several times. Now, according to Charles Spurgeon, the horn is a symbol of honor or strength. But when possessed by the arrogant, the horn is said to be cut down or humbled. So when you think about this, this particular passage of Psalm and, and when you look at the wickedness that's going on in the world today and people think they are getting away with what they're getting away with, but judgment is judgment day is coming. They will answer for all of their wickedness and all of their perversion. The day is going to come. So, you know, we just have to, you know, be thankful we cannot get caught up into all that's going on culturally because so much is going on culturally. But we have to totally, continually to put our trust in God. We have to continually to put our trust in God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of your will. As I approach your throne room of grace as I enter into the most holy of holies to obtain help and grace in the time of need. Lord, today I am lifting up leaders of nations everywhere. Tyrant leaders, those that are killing their constituents. Lord, you can change the hearts of kings and leaders. God, today we are praying for our president, President Biden. Lord, continually to give him wise counsel. Lord, we are praying for the Supreme Court, the Senate, the House. God, we are praying for our local governors and mayors. God, we are praying, oh God, that you would allow more Christians to be in those offices so they can affect <laughs> the results and, and, and the voting and, and the ideas that they are coming up with, oh God, that they would have a voice, oh God. Lord, we are praying for our local pastors. We are praying for pastors everywhere 
as well as our local pastors. We are praying for our assistant pastor of Restoration Christian Fellowship Church, his wife, his family, his children, his grandchildren. God, we are praying for pastors that have gotten uh, off track and, 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 and they, they grew weary and they gave up. Lord, we're even praying for pastors that lost their churches during the pandemic and many of them have not opened back up. Lord, encourage their hearts. Be the lifter above their heads, O oh God. Lord, we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we're praying, O oh God, for the destitute. We're praying for the homeless, the drug addict, the alcoholic. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we are praying that robbers and rapists and murderers will be apprehended. Lord, we are praying for those that have been violated and they are afraid to come out of their homes. Oh, God, allow them to be free again, to be able to live and, and enjoy life. God, today we are coming against the spirit of oppression and depression and the spirit of, oh, God, suicide. People shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We are coming against the spirit of abortion. We are praying for the babies that have no voice. Oh, God, we are asking that you would make wonders, make known your wonders, oh, God, throughout the world. We are praying for everyone that's on our prayer list. God, you know every individual need, those that are battling mental problems and those that need total healing, if it's cancer, heart disease, whatever it is, God, we are praying for those names on our prayer list and know that you're able to heal because you bore our sicknesses and disease and by your stripes we are and were healed. And God, for that, we are saying thank you. We are saying thank you. We're praying for the elderly. We are praying for caregivers. We are yet praying for first responders that go out and, and put their lives in danger. God, we are praying for the families that have lost loved ones. Oh, God, the family that lost, that were drowned in this recent uh, flood in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. We are praying for that family as well as all families that have lost rape assault, hijacking, sex trafficking. God, we are praying and we are asking that you would touch boys, girls, men and women that are involved, that they have their lives have been just taken away from them, God, but you are able to deliver. And Lord, we are praying for ministries that support them and have gone out and freed so many of them, God. And we are praying that once they uh, uh, meet you, Jesus, that they you can make a difference in that life. Danger to go into those brothels and into those uh, dangerous areas to free women, boys, and girls that are being violated. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. And Lord, we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory, the honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We've been teaching on trusting God. Trusting God. And our scripture text 
is coming from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it's an old familiar scripture. Most, most of us know it by heart. And that verse says, Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. As I continue my teaching on trusting God, the last time we met, we were talking about the benefits of trusting God. And one of the benefits we talked about is that you will bear fruit. The first one we talked about was that God will give you the desires of your heart. And then we talked about you will bear fruit. Tonight, I would like to start with the third reason and one of the benefits of trusting God is perfect peace. Perfect peace. This world is a better place when there is That is why we see different governments coming together to sign peace treaties. But there is so much we can do to maintain peace as humans. A saying goes, peace is not the absence of war. There may not be physical wars in your life, but there is a spiritual battle going on in your mind. We need God for us to walk in peace. We need to believe that he can give us the peace that surpasses understanding. The salvation or the solution <laughs> of the world will provide you with temporary peace. But God will fill your mind with the peace that surpasses understanding. See, the world gives you a temporary peace and that's why there are so many alcoholics and so many drug addicted people you know on drugs and, and pills because that's just a temporary peace that they obtain while they are indulging in those drugs or those or that alcohol but God wants to give us a peace that surpass understanding. And that is one of uh, the benefits 
of trusting God is because he will give us peace. I'm going to be reading Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I'm going to start back. I, I, I started uh, below the verse I should have started. I should have started at verse 6. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which pass. We worry about nothing. We need to turn our worries into praise Trust God, turn it over to him that even in the midst of chaotic situations, we can experience the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Isaiah 26 and 3. Uh, it states that uh, Isaiah 26 and 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Not have the uh, uh, peace that surpasses all understanding. If your mind is stayed on your enemies, stayed and focused on your problems, faced and focused on what you cannot change, but when you can keep your focus on God, you will experience perfect peace. I'm going to go back into Philippians and go back to that uh, chapter 4 and read further on. And these are some of the things that we can do to help us to stay focus. If we go to verse 8, it says, and uh, verse 7 has said, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But then it gives you how you can do it. It says, finally, brother, Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And then verse 9 Paul was saying, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. 
So that means that we are responsible for what we think about. It says, so, so, so whatever things are true, some things might be true and factual. The fact that you don't have enough money to pay your bills is truth and is factual. But what you have to learn to do is to stand on God's word, trust his word, where he says that I shall supply your need according to my riches in Christ Jesus. I shall, I shall supply your need according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now I'm paraphrasing that scripture. I might have missed it. But the thing is that we need to know that God has promised to supply our need. Not all of our desires. Because see, sometimes we have desires, you know, that supersede our needs. But as long as he's taking care of our needs, the, the desires will come later. That's why in Matthew it tells us, don't take no thought what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. He says, you can even add a cubit to your height. And then he lets us know that even the sparrows, the birds that fly, he says, not one of them fly unless he knows about it or will fall unless he knows about it. And he tells us, if I can take care of the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, hallelujah, hallelujah, how much more will I take care of you that you can have perfect peace? When you think about salvation, redemption, you know, when you think about receiving and accepting the, the, the death, the burial of Jesus Christ, and once you accept him, you know, salvation is nothing but peace. <laughs> it's prosperity. It's being whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So it's great when we can experience perfect peace. Don't let the world deceive you with what they offer you for a temporary peace. Because trust me, it is only temporary. So we need to be able to walk in peace. Live in peace. Sleep in peace. You know, a lot of times on our jobs, you know, there's always a lot of confusion. You always have complainers. You always have murmurers. You know, they're never satisfied. Always complaining. But in the midst of all of that drama, you have to just stay focused and trust God and experience the perfect peace, which is one of the benefits of trusting God. <laughs> perfect peace. I know I did a teaching about uh, the legacy God left us, which was his peace. He says, my peace I give unto you, my peace I leave unto you, not as the world giveth. Let not your heart be you know, troubled, you know, let not your heart be afraid. 
And he goes on to let us know that he went to prepare a place for us. And that if he, uh, you know, had not, he's, you know, he went to prepare a place and he was letting us know he was going to prepare a place for us that where he is, we will be there one day with him. And when we're there with him, oh, we're going to have total peace. Never again to be concerned about being agitated or upset. So we just thank God tonight for our discussion on one of the benefits of trusting God is perfect peace. If you're out there and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, we would like to give you that opportunity to receive him in your heart. Just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me and forgive me of all of my sins. And write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with your spirit. And thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, let someone know. Every time a person repents on the earth, it makes heaven rejoice. So every one of you that accepted Jesus tonight, not only am I rejoicing with you, but heaven is rejoicing with you. To the backslider, I'm encouraging you to ask God to forgive you for missing the mark, falling short, and asking God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. Abba Father is waiting for you. Your sisters and brothers are waiting for you. God said he's married to the backslider. We can run, but we cannot hide. Many of you are running because you don't want to answer the call to ministry. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul? So, whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.